0: The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC.
1: Hello everyone, this is John Patchett and welcome to the Weekly Wrap from Hawkeye's Mike. This podcast focuses on Iowa men's and women's basketball as well as wrestling and baseball, plus updates on Hawkeye's football. You'll hear from Iowa's head coaches and student athletes, as well as sports reporters and special guests, along with our own Tyler Chumland and Jack Bransguard. In this week's show, we'll go on the court to look at Iowa men's basketball. We'll look back at the Senior Day win over Penn State and Thursday's loss to Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. And you'll hear from Fran McCaffrey, who talks about the loss to Indiana and the development of his Hawkeyes heading into postseason play. We'll go on the mat. Wrestling, Tyler Chumlin's on the mat segment reviews Iowa's third-place finish in the Big Ten championships, which were held last weekend in Bloomington, Indiana. And Tyler peeks ahead at the NCAA. A's this coming week, Thursday through Saturday, at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, most of which can be seen on the ESPN family of networks. You'll hear from head coach Tom Brands, plus Iowa's Big Ten champions Thomas Gilman and Sammy Brooks, and we'll go on the field to update on Iowa's baseball action this past week. <laughs>
2: Hawkeyes Mike programs are brought to you in part by Prefence Hand Sanitizer. One application lasts all day. Try the hand sanitizer used by the Iowa Hawkeyes. And remember, the best defense is Prefence. And by T N K Roofing and Sheet Metal, building strong and safe in the Midwest for over 50 years.
1: On the court in men's basketball, the Hawkeyes began this past week with a 90-79 senior day win over Penn State to close out the regular season with a four-game winning streak and put themselves squarely in contention for the NCAA tournament. Though it was senior day, it was Iowa's underclassmen who shined for the most part in this game. The Hawks had five players, finishing double figures. Peter Jock with 21, most of those coming in the second half. Nicholas Bear with 20, that was a career high for Nick. Cordell Pimsel with 40 Jordan Bohannon 11, Tyler Cook 11. Bear and Cook both finished with double-doubles. Each snagged 10 rebounds to go along with their point totals, and Bohannon had five assists, and that established an Iowa single-season freshman record for assists. Then the Hawks laid an egg at the Big Ten tournament, held in Washington, D.C. at the Verizon Center. It was 7-seed Iowa versus 10-seed Indiana in a game many observers viewed as a playout game for the NCAAs, and Iowa got played out 95-73. to 73. Indiana put on a three-point shooting display. While it appeared that Iowa forgot how to play defense, especially in the second half, the Hawks reverting to their early season defensive woes. IU shot 60% from the field overall, 68% they burned the nets in the second half, and most of the other key stats were skewed in the Hoosiers' favor as well. Bohannon played a great game, and Cordell Pemsel also shined, as did Isaiah Moss for Iowa, but Tyler Cook had Foul trouble. Peter Jock struggled, and Nick Barefield to show up at all. He didn't score any points until less than two minutes were left in the game, and he just didn't look like himself all night long. Joe Bo had a great shooting game from beyond the arc, especially in the first half. He finished hitting six of 11 three point shots. Some of those misses were a bit forced late in the game. And Bohannon led all scorers in the contest, finishing with 24 points. This was the fourth straight season. Iowa was one and done in the Big Ten tournament. And in each of those cases, they lost to teams that were double-digit seeds. There's one weird anomaly here. As good as Pete Jock has been for the Hawkeyes, he will finish his Iowa career never having played in a Big Ten tournament win. The early round losses in their respective Big Ten tournaments appear to have cost both the Iowa men's team and women's team their shots at playing in their respective NCAA tournaments, and both now appear headed to NIT postseason play. The good news in that respect is that they each should get to host at least one if not two games at Carver Hawkeye Arena, where both of the teams have played much better over the course of the season. The key will be how the two teams respond to playing in the NIT as opposed to the disappointment of not making the NCAAs and the crowds they may have in Carver Hawkeye Arena despite the fact that it's UI spring break. Fran McCaffrey had this to say after the Big Ten tourney loss to Indiana when he was asked whether it was the Hoosiers' hot three-point shooting or bad defense played by Iowa.
3: They had a 12-2 run in the first half. They had a 10-2 run in the first half, and, and we really kept our composure. In the second half, we did not. We started quick shooting the ball, so some of those threes were in transition. Some of those threes, we weren't in their space. You know, and Some of those threes, were you know, they got a lead, and they were comfortable shooting. You know, it's a lot easier to shoot when you're up 13, 15 than if it's a one possession game. You know, I thought they were playing really relaxed and shooting the ball. A lot of different people were making threes. So you got to give them credit. They were moving the ball. They played in and out. You know, they shared it. And, uh, you know, they shot... 68 percent, you know, and you say, well, the first thing you got to do is you got to give Indiana credit. They executed. They moved the ball. They took good shots. But, you know, obviously, from our perspective, our defense was not nearly what it needed to be to compete with a team that has that many weapons.
1: Bohannon was named the Big Ten Freshman of the Week this past Monday. Then he had his first career double-double in the Big Ten tournament versus the Hoosiers. And noting that it was Jobo's first double-double of his career, Fran McCaffrey talks about the potential for Bohannon to to rewrite much of Iowa's record book.
3: Well, you know, he's already done a little bit of that at, at the University of Iowa. So, you know, I don't see the reason why it wouldn't continue. As I think he's just gonna get better with experience, you know. And that's what's been most impressive. Because a lot of times when you have freshmen that play well, one of two things happens. Either they continue to get better through experience, or teams figure them out and they're not as good. Well, your teams have tried various things with him and he's still effective. He's smart, he's tough. He's a tremendous shooter, but he's also a great passer. He has great feel for how to play. His defense is improving. He's just going to keep getting better as he gets stronger. McCaffrey talks about the Big Ten's postseason coaches and
1: media's recognition of his players. Peter Jock made the first team on both. Nicholas Baer was the sixth man of the year, and Bohannon and Tyler Cook were named to the all-freshman team.
3: Pleased for, for them. You know, when you have players who work hard and... Sort of exemplify everything that you want as a coach both on and off the court in the locker room as people you want to see them recognized and and i'm particularly happy for pete you know he had a lot going on in his head last spring and decided to come back and if you come back you got to come back with the right mindset and he did that his goal and my goal for him was that he'd lead the big tennis scoring and he did that and he led this team and i'm very proud of him tyler and jordan you know i figured they would be right in the middle of it and and uh, they were amazingly consistent both of them and I'm really proud of how, you know, Tyler was able to come back from a from an injury that kept him out for a while. You know, and Nicholas Baer, I mean, as I said the other day, I mean, it's great when you're recognized by other people in the league for what you do from where I sit, you know, he's one of the best players in our league. Happens to come off the bench for us, and I'm glad he plays for us.
1: McCaffrey was asked how the staff and team managed to maintain its focus on day-to-day improvement over the course of this past season, given the fact the team was so young, and especially the defensive issues the team had earlier in the year.
3: Well, I think anybody that's been in the program before knows that's kind of how we do it, and that's sort of the expectation. The, harder, the hardest thing would be for the new guys, but I think their maturity and their desire to be good, you know, sort of never wavered. If we were going good, that was great. If we weren't going so good, there wasn't any finger pointing or blame. It's how do we figure it out? How do we get better? A real simple coaching and just staying on top of it, watching film. And I think the important thing is, you know, when you're struggling, is to, is to sensibly approach it with the guys. You know, we've got to hold you accountable and we've got to point some things out, but essentially stay positive. I think that's going to be a situation where it's just received better and I think it has more impact the guy knows if he's not playing well you don't have to rip his face off and and remind him and show him every clip you know make him feel inferior when you're trying to get him to develop and grow as a player and gain confidence you know when it's all said and done you want your team to play with confidence and that's one of the things I've always tried to do you know that's why you know, some some people have always marveled that you know I just give so many guys the green light and encourage them to shoot keep shooting that's a good shot shoot it because you know, I don't want any hesitation I don't I don't want tentative play and I think if you coach that way the players respond better that's been my experience
1: and McCaffrey was asked about Peter Jack's recruitment the injury that Jack suffered his senior year in high school and whether Iowa took a chance then on still recruiting him at that point
3: I don't know if we took as big a chance as everybody seems to think you know we were pretty diligent in, in our analysis of him know, we had watched him before he got hurt clearly he's one of the best players in the country we were just a little more patient maybe through his his recovery process you can kid gets hurt you can walk away or you can wait to see what happens it was a lengthy process and that's the way it is for a surgery like that but that doesn't mean he's not going to come back and we did our homework there okay who's come back from this injury and how long does it take and then we went and watched him he was tremendous so i mean i, I got to know him as a person you know, I felt pretty good about his character. And whenever you're dealing with a situation like that, I think that's critical. You know, is this guy, is he going to really get after it with his rehab? You know, is he, does he understand uh, how this works? He never panicked. He didn't rush the process, because if he had rushed the process, he probably would have hurt it again. You know, he had, to, he had to be patient, and he was. Turns around, and gets Mr. Basketball. Pretty impressive in this state. And uh, we're just thrilled that, that he came to Iowa. And, and, you know, we believed in him, and he believed in us.
0: Time for On the Mat, your Hawkeyes Mike wrestling update. The Hawkeyes Big Ten Championships last week in Bloomington, Indiana, Iowa, going into the tournament with tough mountains to climb Ohio State and Penn State. Both very good programs. If you want to look at our preview here on Hawkeyes Mike, check it out on the website. I was joined by Matt McDonough, a two-time Big Ten champ, two-time NCAA champ, three-time All-American last week on the program. Check that out. Let's go ahead and get into it. At 125, the favorite, the number one seed, Thomas Gilman for the Hawkeyes, wrestled very well, beat Rodriguez from Ohio State, Yautze, of Michigan, then he had Lambert in the championship bout. After Soriano from Penn State did not wrestle due to injury, he beat Lambert four to nothing for the 125-pound title, first Big Ten title for Thomas Gilman. Talking to Gilman after the uh, after the match, a lot of reporters kind of getting the feel that it matters, but it doesn't matter at all. It's back to work for Thomas Gilman. Here's the senior 125-pounder for the Hawkeyes.
4: I mean, it's just stepping stone. We got to. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of work to do. Back to the practice room. Back to back to training and getting ready for St. Louis. Uh, yeah, Big Ten title, you know, is, is a big deal, but it's just, it's just one step on the way. So um, back to work and back to work. That's all. But there's still things that that are um, you know need worked on. I, mean, I got out from the bottom, but he rode me for about a minute and a half, which that was probably their game plan. They tried to go on top again in the third, and and I got out quicker. So um, once I get to my feet, I am climb. But uh, on my feet. I had him off balance a couple times got in a couple times only finished once so batting down those hatches there so like i said back to work
0: as mentioned gilman is proud of having the big 10 championship but there's more work to do here's thomas gilman on when he'll maybe appreciate this big 10 championship at 125.
4: i mean it's just stepping stone we gotta i mean there's a lot a lot of work to do back to the practice room back to back to training and getting ready for st louis yeah, Big Ten title, you know, is, is a big deal, but it's just, it's just one step on the way. So um, back to work and back to work. That's all. But there's still things that that are, um, you know, need worked on. I, mean, I got out from the bottom, but he rode me for about a minute and a half, So that was probably their game plan. They tried to go on top again in the third, and and I got out quicker. So um, once I get to my feet, I'm fine. But uh, on my feet. You know, I had them off balance a couple of times, got in a couple of times, only finished once. So, batting down those hatches there. So, like I said, back to work.
0: One weight class down, nine to go. Hawkeyes champion at 125, Thomas Gilman. Moving on to 133. Corey Clark, he beat Law of Penn State in the uh, first round, beat Rappo of Maryland in the second round. Then he had McKee of Minnesota, who he beat in the semifinals, gets to the championship bout. Corey Clark, you got to remember, he's trying to get back. there, trying to be the Big Ten champ. Again, can't do it. Has Nathan Tomasello of Ohio State escape on him as time expires to beat Clark five to four, two-time champ Tomasello. Corey Clark couldn't quite get to the promised land but he did qualify obviously for the national tournament coming up in St. Louis next week so look for Corey Clark maybe to bounce back at 133 141 Topher Carton he's wrestled very well down the stretch here he beat Weaver to open up the tournament at the Big Tens but he lost to Tommy Thorne of Minnesota in the quarterfinals 8-4 to tough loss for Carton then he drops down to the Wrestlebacks loses to Dial of Maryland but he's able to bounce back wrestles for ninth place beats Profossi of Michigan gets the 8-3 to victory he advances to the national tournament tournament tournament, does Topher Carton at 141. Good to see Carton bounce back. Not where he thought he was going to be. He was the 6th seed going into this tournament. Didn't wrestle very well, but he was able to do just enough to get to the national tournament. Look for him to maybe make some noise down in St. Louis. The winner was uh, Anthony Ashtonald of Rutgers. He's a two-time champ at 141. 149, Brandon Sorensen looking to try and get back to the championships. Trying to get that Zane Rutherford matchup that everybody's talking about. He doesn't get to the championship though. Pins Oster of Northwestern to open up the tournament. Beats Barone in the second round, but he loses to Micah Jordan, two to one in the semifinals. Sorensen disappointed, but he does bounce back. It's a major decision, ten to two in the wrestlebacks in a fall over haul for third place. Sorensen's one of those guys that, as we go into the national tournament, he's expecting to make some noise. He's expecting to be a champion. He's expecting to be right there with Rutherford. Rutherford is your two-time champ at this weight class. He w- he ended up being the Big Ten champ in Indiana. One fifty-seven. High hopes for number two, Michael Kemmerer. He beats Van Broe from Rutgers in the first round. Murphy of Michigan in the semis. Loses to Nolf though in the championship. Same score as the dual meet, eight to two, but I think he definitely made some strides going into this matchup. And this could very well be your matchup going forward in the in the national tournament. Kemmer's a redshirt freshman. Nolf's only a sophomore. Should be interesting watching these two go back and forth. But again, Nolf is your champion at 157. Michael Kemmer wrestled well, but couldn't quite get there. At 165, the five seed Joey Gunther beat Martin of Indiana, but lost to a Vincenzo Joseph of Penn State in the quarters eight to three. Then he drops down to the wrestlebacks. loses to Bercher. Of Ohio State and the Wrestlebacks but after everything's all said and done Joey Gunther was announced this week that he is an at-large qualifier for the NCAA championships in St. Louis so good for Gunther he's a freshman didn't have a terribly great tournament in the Big Tens but he has a chance to redeem himself coming up in the NCAAs Isaiah Martinez your champion at 165 from Illinois he's a three-time Big Ten champ from Illinois 174 the senior Alex Meyer opened up strong with a technical fall over Michigan State then he lost to a mean of Michigan in the second round 11 to 6 he Beats Pagano and he beats Skatska in the wrestlebacks. Then he gets right to that semifinal to try and wrestle for third. Can't beat Brunson, but he drops down to that fifth place match. and wrestles to a seed. He beats Christensen in Wisconsin, gets fifth place. It was good to see Meyer kind of bounce back after losing that match in the in the championship bracket. And ultimately, as I've said, you know, over the last few weeks in this program and others, it's time for Alex Meyer to go. He's got to get he's got to get moving. He's got to have that fire. He's got to tell himself, look, I'm now going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy that's going to step in here, be a senior. be a leader get Iowa to the promised land that is the NCAA championships that comes up next week Uh, NCAAs begins on the 16th uh, in St. Louis tickets still available you can still get down there it's a great tournament it's a great time I'd really highly advise you get down there Bo Jordan the victor at 174 184 Sammy Brooks looking to repeat as Big Ten champ and he does and he did it in dominating fashion Brooks Penn Stevenson from Minnesota in the first round 113 to 6 over Jackson of Indiana in the semis and then won by major decision in the championship out over Martin of Ohio State 12 to 2 the final score Sammy Brooks terrific terrific tournament and this is right where he wants to be his ex- his expectations going forward are national championship and it's tough to get there if you remember last year he got to the quarterfinals and lost that tough match and wasn't able to get where he wanted to go and how do you, how do you get over that hump Sammy Brooks talked about this after the uh, Big Ten championship his second Big Ten championship and you hear him here he he's talking a lot about focusing on the process here's the senior Sammy Brooks the 184 pounder for Iowa.
4: It's a good win. It's a feather, another feather in my cap, but I won last year and then didn't perform the way I wanted to at national, so now the focus is Going out on top and, and doing what I know I can in St. Louis. Stick with it, stay in the course. Uh, I gotta keep myself healthy, keep my mind and body feeling good, and uh, really just soak in this last couple weeks I got, you know, as Iowa Hawkeye. For me though, it's it's I gotta think about the process, and uh, I'll I'll look back at the medals eventually. But I think uh, if I'm focusing on the process and the everyday, then the other stuff will work out, and I'll have a happy-go-lucky i
0: Brooks, a two-time champ at 184, 197. Cash Wilkie, the seventh seed going in, this is where Iowa has to score points. He beats Maskell from Michigan State in the first round, but loses to a Colin Moore from Ohio State, the eventual champion, who was the freshman wrestler of the tournament, freshman wrestler of the year. he has been terrific. He ended up winning this uh, winning this weight class at 197. Uh, that's Moore from Ohio State. Wilkie drops down to the constellations, beats Driggins from Michigan, loses to Robertson from Wisconsin, and then he goes down to wrestle for seventh. Loses to Brunner of Purdue do seven to two for seventh, but cash Wilkie was awarded an at-large bid a lot of people thought that it was going to be a possibility he gets eighth in this tournament can't quite get where he wants to get for the automatic qualification but he qualifies for the national tournament i will represent nine wrestlers at the national tournament the only one that they will not represent and this is really no surprise to anybody following along with this program is at heavyweight steven holloway It's really tough. He's had a very tough go of it. Lost seven to four in tiebreakers to Gross of Rutgers. Was really close in that match. Thought he was going to get it. Couldn't quite do it. And then he lost to a Maryland wrestler at heavyweight. Uh, Hemich for to, to basically eliminated, eliminated from the tournament. Eliminated from NCAA contention. And look, Stephen Holloway is going to be fine going forward. I think next year it's going to be interesting to see where Sam Stoll is at. If Stoll ends up being back healthy, if he can get back to where he needs to be as far as being able to uh, being able to go. But again, all these lose, all these losses. All this experience for Stephen Holloway is going to behoove him later on. It's going to be beneficial for this young kid, and ultimately I think it's going to be good um, for Iowa going forward. I think anytime you can get a guy like this experience, anytime you can get a guy like this experience, especially if you can have success elsewhere, then I think it's a good thing. So now here we go. We go into the NCAAs, March 16th, coming up next week in St. Louis. Iowa placed third at the Big Tens. They're going to have, have to have a chip on their shoulder. They were right in front of Nebraska and Minnesota. Uh, they had a 112.5 points. Penn State had and Ohio State was your big Ten champ at 139 and a half and they go into the incident blaze with expectations they qualified nine guys they had Gilman champ they had Brooks champ but other than that they had a couple guys that were really close they had four guys in the finals the other two being Clark and Kemmer and they got a couple other guys that really need to show up I mean Sorensen expects it. he expects to be right there and he wasn't in the big tens he ended up getting third but you know he he expects to be in that championship bout he expects to be right there with Rutherford let's go ahead and uh, go through kind of what they have to do and, and I think we're gonna we're gonna dive into this next week and that's going to be they need to have the same guys succeed that did and that's Brooks and Gilman and they've got to have those other guys get over the hump they need to be workmen like they need to rely on their senior class here's Sammy Brooks talking about that senior class and kind of how it fits together it's kind of a quirky deal but this is going to be the backbone of this team this is going to be the backbone as they go into the national tournament they need to rely on their seniors here's Sammy Brooks talking about that senior class
4: we're all pretty tight. We—it's funny. We're all really different, you know. Gilman's one way, Clark's another way. My, you know, we're all—we're all really different guys, but it, it fits together well. You know, it's—it's it's like a weird group of guys that, in a jigsaw puzzle or something. You know, <laughs> that's kind of a weird analogy, but whatever
0: very important for iowa to use that senior class and they have to overcome a little bit and tom brands was asked about this and talked about cory clark's frustrating loss to tomasello i mean he's he's a, he's a last second escape away from going into sudden victory and he could very well win that match against tomasello here's tom brands talking about senior cory clark and how that win is frustrating but listen to this very closely at the very end of it hear what tom brands has to say
4: uh, two for four and you know i think the score was similar at 157 um, with the duel, but I also think that more than the last time we showed ourselves, meaning Mike Kemmer, that there's some things that we can do. Where it's not just like where we're holding him off. I mean, we can actually do some things. And um, so there's one assessment. Clark's was frustrating, very frustrating. And, um, you know, we're going to have to turn that around. The thing about Corey Clark is he's not going to be the type of guy that's going to sulk, especially this time of year. So we got St. Louis ahead of us, and we're excited about that. That's really now we're to what we talk about all year, and we got work to do. He won't sulk. And Alex Meyer can't
0: sulk. And Brandon Sorensen can't sulk. And Michael Kemmerer can't sulk. None of these wrestlers can sulk. Every single one of these guys has to realize it's an opportunity now to overcome and try to get back on the top of the podium at the national tournament. There you have it. That's going to be it for On the Mat here on your weekly wrap up. March 16th, the NCAA national tournament begins in St. Louis. Hawkeyes representing nine wrestlers. This has been On the Mat. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. This is Hawkeyes. Mike.
2: Are you or your local Iowa company looking for a new roof or sheet metal work? TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal specializes in low slope commercial and industrial roofing and sheet metal, building strong and safe in the Midwest for over fifty years. TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, located in Ely, Iowa, just south of Cedar Rapids, provides strong and expert customer service and the best quality fit for you their customer for a free estimate give tnk a call at 319-848-4191 or toll free at 1-800-383-7663 you can also visit their brand new website at tkroofing.com tnk roofing and sheet metal your home for all your low slope roofing systems give them a call today again 319-848-4191 or toll free at 1-800-383-7663
1: On the field, the Hawkeyes baseball team finished last weekend's Dairy Queen Classic in Minneapolis with a record of two and one up there, with a six to three loss to host Minnesota on Sunday, after defeating Oral Roberts seven to five on Saturday and squeaking by Hawaii seven to six on Friday. Iowa's pitching appears to have become somewhat of an issue here now, at least early in the season. The Hawkeyes hosted Northern Illinois at Dwayne Banks Field on Tuesday, where they outslugged the Huskies to gain a twelve to eight victory. Then this weekend, the Hawkeyes are playing in the Snowbird Classic in Florida. They lost yesterday, Friday, 10-1 to Villanova. They avoided the shutout only by scoring a run in the ninth inning. They lost today, Saturday, 7-1 to Bucknell, and they play a doubleheader tomorrow versus Lehigh. The Hawkeyes baseball team now stands at 7-6 on the year. This coming week, Iowa hosts Iowa Wesleyan Wednesday afternoon at Dwayne Banks Field. That first pitch is scheduled for 3.05 p.m. Then Iowa travels to Manhattan, Kansas, where they are scheduled to play three games against Kansas State on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
2: Just a reminder, you can participate in our shows by offering your own comments and opinions on the Hawkeyes. The toll-free hotline is available 24 hours a day. Call 866-74-HAWKS and make your voice heard. Visit HawkeyesMike.com. Go to the news and events section and check the links for up-to-date information on Iowa games, TV channels, team schedules, and more. You can subscribe to all Hawkeyes Mike podcasts through iTunes. And you can follow Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter, Tumblr, Medium, and Facebook.
1: Thanks, as always, to Tyler Chummelin to Jack Bransgard, and to Iowa's coaches and student athletes, and again, special thanks this week to former Iowa wrestler and NCAA and Big Ten champion Mac McDonough. Hopefully, he'll be back for more, and we hope you've enjoyed this program. All Hawkeyes Mike podcasts are available and can be subscribed to on iTunes, Overcast, and other podcasting apps. HawkeyesMike.com, podcasting Iowa athletics for 10 seasons. It's all Hawkeyes all the time on Hawkeyes. Mike.com. One passion, many voices.
3: Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it.
0: This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC.